What's up, witches? Welcome back to another staff meeting at the Corporate Coven. Let's run through today's agenda. We'll start with a check-in question that helps us reflect and integrate the medicine of current astrology. I'll then share an overview of this week's major astrological transits and planetary alignments so you can mark your calendars. We'll then move into phase management, where we forecast the energetic shifts of the week ahead using the lunar phases and the journey of the moon through the zodiac wheel. And then finally, I'll walk you through a day-by-day deep dive of the astrology weather for the week ahead. And this is great if you are more technical or aspiring to be more technical when learning to interpret the cosmic messages of these celestial giants. Thank you for joining me. Let's get into it. What's up, witches? Welcome back to staff meeting. In today's staff meeting episode, I'm going to invite you to come into the meeting with this check-in question. What are you looking forward to? On my Instagram stories, I made this fun kind of like create your witch aesthetic. Uh, It was kind of like a quiz and you were invited to choose from like different crystals and coven images and brooms and, and things like that. And At the end of it, I showed one last slide that was showing four different kind of celestial looking portals. And I said, you know, these are the portals that can take you into Sagittarius season. Which one are you walking through? In Sagittarius season, we think about the concept of connecting us to God or source or the universe or whatever you believe that gives you a sense of divinity or this sense of something great outside of yourself. It's the season where we celebrate and remember the light. We think about things that we feel grateful for. And these beliefs are universally held. They don't belong to any specific religion or theology, culture or people. Some of these things that we believe that belong to the collective consciousness is be kind have mercy, forgive, and try to be better tomorrow than you were today. Sagittarius is optimistic, hopeful, and expansive. And for these reasons, having a practice of gratitude will help you honor and observe the season, and it will boost your mental health and well-being as well. For anyone who experiences symptoms of seasonal affective disorder or sad losing the light and not having as much access to natural light and the vitamin d that we absorb from it can be really difficult and it can be really frustrating there's a collective tiredness when the rhythm of the sunlight and the nighttime transitions is this in this time of year in the northern hemisphere so what are you looking forward to What do you have to be grateful for? This is the week where we, in the United States anyways, are celebrating Thanksgiving. We're coming together with the people important to us or the people that have some relation or connection to us and support us in some way. We'll celebrate by bringing food, warm wishes, games. We'll travel far and wide to be with the people who are most important to us and feel most critical to getting through the darkness. In previous episodes with the Scorpio consciousness, I've been talking about moving through this season with a priority on that which is most essential, most critical for you. 
And that has felt like maybe food, shelter, money, benefits. And in Sagittarius season, we think more about like, what do you need to survive? And so much of it is your outlook. I I haven't talked about it in a minute, so I'm going to bring it up now. But in the show Alone, which longtime listeners know, I love this show. But in the TV series Alone, these participants who go out into desolate areas and are completely isolated and can only take a specific number of items with them to just survive for as long as possible alone. And these are survival experts and so they're very skilled and they know exactly what to bring and they can do all kinds of really creative and innovative things to live in harmony with the environment and still survive not always thrive but to survive one thing that they emphasize in the show is your ability to have like an emotional resilience the resilience of your spirit the contestants who do the best tend to be optimistic and express a lot of gratitude for the experience, even the suffering. And so as we transition from Scorpio into Sagittarius season this week, we think about what else is essential for our survival? What beliefs do we hold for ourselves, but also collectively that help us move forward, that help us believe or trust that there's something better waiting for us on the other side of this portal? What are you looking forward to? All right. Let's talk about the major transits this week. So some of the big news, some of the major alignments or planetary ingresses that we're paying attention to this week is on November 22nd, we officially kick off Sagittarius season. It's here. We are stepping through the portal and arriving on the other side. On the 24th, we see Mars moving into the sign of Sagittarius. And on November 25th, we see this aspect, Mars square Saturn, the malefics. We've talked about Mars and Saturn having a relationship previously. And in the water signs, I kept bringing up the song from the Prince of Egypt. You're playing with the big boys now. It felt dark, mysterious, kind of occult and competitive in Sagittarius this is bringing a whole new vibe and I have a brand new metaphor to help you understand how this aspect might manifest in your life and how you might identify this energy and I pulled my Instagram on which rising signs they'd like to see featured for a more personal horoscope prediction with one of the aspects this week and if you want to hear if your rising sign was selected, make sure you stay until the end of the episode. But for now, let's go ahead and transition into the phase management section of the podcast. We remain in this fixed to fixed consciousness where we see the moon beginning the week in a fixed sign and ending the week in a fixed sign. This week, we're moving through Aquarius to Pisces to Aries and then into Taurus. And this is the renewal of the cycle. This is the moment in the image of the snake eating its own tail and creating this cyclical pattern of energetic transmutation through the Zodiac series. Regarding the lunar phase of this week, right, phase management. So we begin the week with the crescent phase 
and then we move into the first quarter, and then we end the week in a waxing gibbous phase. So there's quite a bit of movement and like a building and a growing in light this week. Of course, we spoke last week about the crescent lunar phase. This is where the moon reappears in the sky and we can see the lightest sliver of the moon coming back into our awareness, coming back into our vision. And this is about the strength and that initial push for that emergence to begin. It's maybe curious and tentative, maybe a little shy, but it still is a lot of courage to push forward and to be seen in that way. Where the crescent lunar phase is maybe contemplation, the first quarter phase is a commitment to a plan of action. In the first quarter moon, it's about pushing forward. It's about progress. It's being driven and self-motivated. And then in the waxing gibbous, where it's swollen, it's about the refinement. It's it's blossomy. And for this reason, we think about self-development as well as personal growth. And so again, there's something building up in this week. There's something building up and something to look forward to. So let's look at the astrology weather day by day and see if we can't identify what that might be for you all. We're looking at the weekly forecast for the week of November 19th through November 25th. And we'll start with Sunday. We start with Sunday because we want to know what do we do on Sunday to prepare for the week ahead. For those of us Monday through Friday, eight to five witches, then Sunday is really important in the way that we prepare to move throughout the week. So how do we make the most of this Sunday? Well, we begin with the moon at 16 degrees Aquarius, forming a trine to Venus and later on squaring Uranus as well as Mars and the sun in the later degrees of their fixed signs. So all of Sunday seems to be kind of like a tense aspect, especially for any of the fixed rising signs out there. I'm looking at you, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, myself as an Aquarius rising. Be patient with us, y'all. We're going to be going through it on Sunday. And likely what this is, is the tension between the fixed signs, these seemingly immovable forces of nature. And the thing with the fixed signs is that it's not that they cannot be moved. It's just that it requires a lot more effort. You know, with Aquarius, it might take a lot more conversation, a lot more convincing, a lot more, um, even like peer influence with Scorpio. It takes a lot more trust. It takes a lot more time studying, evaluating, sitting with it. With Leo, it takes a lot more passion and um, expression. Show me like how committed you are to it. Show me your conviction. And then Taurus, show me why it's worth it to move my energy in this way. It's a big lift. It's a big ask. Tell me why it's worth the investment. And so on Sunday, what we do to prepare for this is try to satisfy all things at once. And I say try because I mean, we're not expecting perfection here, but it is an acknowledgement that all of these things are necessary and all of these things need your attention to some capacity. And it's a need. It's not a shallow, you know, in the moment fleeting, this would be nice. The fixed signs are fixed for a reason. If you think about the fight, flight, and freeze response, the fixed signs freeze. This is a fear-based 
um, response and sometimes a trauma-based response. This is the, I need this to be okay response. And so think about what those things are that you need and spend a lot of time on Sunday preparing for that. I'll share an example of something that I've been working on um, today on Saturday, as I'm sitting down to record this, what I did prior to sitting down to record this episode is I got in my Excel spreadsheets. Yes, I'm a corporate witch. I do a lot of things in Excel, PowerPoint. Um, and I made an Excel spreadsheet with all of the meals that I'm responsible for, for Thanksgiving dinner, a list of all the ingredients that I need to cook all of them. I identified which ones I already have, which ones I don't, which ones I need to shop for, how they need to be stored, when I'm packing them, where I'm buying them. And so that way I can get organized for Sunday when I'm actually going out and I'm doing the grocery shopping and I'm going to start figuring out how to pack things and prepare for this trip. So that's one way that for me personally, I'm satisfying some of this, like, what do I need to do on Sunday? I need to do a ton of preparation and I've already begun getting organized around it because the fixed signs also want to come out and they want to impose control of some kind. And so this is how I'm controlling my experience with the holiday this week. So that's what we're doing on Sunday, which is on Monday, the moon is conjunct Saturn at zero degrees Pisces. And so I want you to think back to March 7th, 2023, when Saturn first moved into the sign of Pisces. And if you haven't, and if you're new here, I would recommend checking out my episode Saturn in Pisces, no dead mermaids, because I talk about this Saturn transit through Pisces and I use some uh, metaphor and analogy to help bring this transit to life. And I list out some key dates there that you'll want to pay attention to in this transit, especially if you're going through your Saturn return or if you have any personal placements in the zodiac sign of Pisces. So what's coming up again and how might you, how might you greet it differently this time? Saturn is going to bring a solemn and like a low energy vibe. I'm thinking for me in my day job, I facilitate new hire orientation. And most Mondays I get super energized with my new hires. Um, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be low energy for me, but probably for them as well. And so this won't call for as much animation. This won't call for um, maybe as much playfulness. This is going to be kind of like a tired sleepy morning and it could be stressful for some of the people in there with me. And so I'm going to want to be very conscientious of the tone of the room. And the thing with all of this Piscean energy as well is that Pisces often comes in when we are grieving something, when we're mourning something, when we're moving through something challenging and difficult and it's changing who we are on like a molecular level. It's this, it's this really liminal space where things aren't necessarily entirely clear. The moon's also going to be forming a sextile to Chiron as well as to Mercury in Sagittarius. And so there is this thing about being conscientious of the words that are spoken because of how it's stirring up the emotions and some of the maybe pain or frustration for those around you. <laughs> okay, Monday. <laughs> I do feel like it's been a minute since I've been like, this Monday is going to be fantastic. This Monday is going to be really great. This Monday won't even feel like you're working at all. Um, the last couple of beginning of the weeks have been rather trying and difficult. And part of that's just the astrology right now. There's some really tense aspects 
And, um, you know, we'll see some lightness and some optimism come in as everything moves into Sagittarius. But remember in the previous episodes, right? I was talking about like, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. Just focus on what you need to get through. So as I'm sharing some of this, you know, it's going to be tired. You're going to be sleepy. It's going to be hard. Just remember that this is just a transit and light returns and ease returns as well. On Tuesday, the moon will square Mercury while Mercury is forming a trine to Chiron. And so this is some stressed communications. This is, it's, it's just a lot. Like it's, it's Pisces and it's, uh, Chiron or sorry, it's, Pi it's Pisces and it's Sagittarius. Sorry. Okay. Um, and so this is actually a good example. It's, it's, it's unclear. It's hard to find the right word. You start getting lost. It becomes like too big. You can't put like the boundaries around it. This is anyone with an MBTI preference of like N and P that preference for intuition and perceiving where it can just get like really big. And there's too many storylines. There's too many characters. There's too many, um, you know, conversations going on. It just becomes like a bit much and that can start to feel really overwhelming and kind of frustrating because if you've ever been in a meeting where you feel like you can't follow along that can feel really isolating and if you're the person communicating and people just aren't hearing you and they're not understanding you this can also feel like really it's, it's frustrating right and this is that square and that trying to chiron of like i just want to be heard i just want to feel like i'm a part of it i feel isolated and alone out here and that's uncomfortable because you know there's wounding to being alone, especially as we see Chiron forming an opposition to Venus. And th these are some aspects that are going to be going on throughout the entire week. So know that this is like an undertone or an overlay, whichever is within your preference there. But this is a filter in which we're seeing the rest of the week through. And relationships are challenged this week is ultimately what's going on. And a lot of it is spurred by the things that are being said. So what is going to be beneficial on Tuesday is that this is a good time to do big brainy things. Um, you know, it's a good time to lean into the metaphor. So brainstorming, um, you know, the type of conversations where there's not really any bad ideas, there's no wrong questions. It's going to be poor if you're trying to do things like editing, this is again, like when I was looking at my, my prep list and my packing list for the week ahead, I'm looking at the astrology. I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to be packing the car the night before. I'm not going to leave any of like the down to the detail type stuff for Tuesday because that's not a good day for it. Um, that's the type of stuff that maybe we're, we're trying to prioritize on Monday when we have a little bit more, um, I want to say like focus or at least like less distraction on the, the big out there spacey type things that might be coming in on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the moon is forming a trine to Mars and Neptune is conjunct Neptune. This is where we also see the exact opposition between Venus and Chiron. And Mercury is moving closer and closer towards the North Node. So this is another intense aspect. The moon, you know, making a trine to Mars at the 28th degree of Scorpio. You know, Mars is coming in with really intense um, ideas, pushing forward to action. He's coming to the end of his journey in Scorpio. So there could also be this 
you know, extra emphasis of like, I'm not going to stop until it's done. And the moon is kind of just, you know, doing some of Mars's bidding right now, especially with this sextile to Pluto and Capricorn as well. All of this at the 28th degree, which is just getting, you know, this is the end of the decade. You know, we saw the 29th degree, but this is really like the final push of real intense mastery of these locations and of these zodiac signs. And so they're real masterful players here. And I, I just want to keep like using the word intense. I just, I can't, it's late enough that I can't think of like a better one. Um, so this is kind of difficult on Wednesday and it's kind of the idea of like all of the, the rest of the work that has to go into pulling off a really big event or a really big project or a launch or anything like that. You know, for me, I'm definitely thinking just about what it goes into making a Thanksgiving dinner, all of the prep work that goes into the day before to make sure that everything starts right. You know, the turkey already needs to be thawed. It already needs to be basting and stuff like that. Like there's so much that you have to do to get ready. And so even though there's some excitement because the sun has moved into Sagittarius, you know, we're moving really more into that optimistic, open-minded, but even with that, the the sun is squaring Saturn, which is again, another like tense aspect and more of like a, a dampering one. And so while it's, um, you know, starting to be brighter, there's still a lot of this intensity moving in. And so I just, I offer this because for me, like around Thanksgiving, especially as I, you know, get older and I have more responsibility into creating these experiences and planning and prepping and making sure that everyone else is having like a fun and joyous season for some of us, it's just a lot of work and that's okay. It's okay to do the work. It's okay to, um, push and to feel that tension because that can again be a motivator you want to make sure that you're not burning yourself out or moving into spaces which are too complicated but it can apply some like real motivation into the situation especially as the moon moves into the sign of aries on this day and forms a trine between the luminaries this will make for some more like fun and spontaneity but earlier in the morning it could just feel like you know, that stuckness with an authority figure, that frustration with this intense, um, you know, the gaze of Mars and Scorpio, but it will start to, you know, lighten up a little bit as the day goes on. And then we move into Thursday where the moon will be conjunct Chiron, which is trying Mercury and opposite Venus. Still, these are hurt feelings, bold expressions, tense relationships, what a delicious Thanksgiving dinner. But are we surprised? I mean, I know so many of us have really tense relationships with our family members, with the people that we might be sending Thanksgiving with. It's always stressful when you're trying to coordinate around the holidays anyways, especially if you are traveling and you're trying to manage work schedules. I know a lot of people work this time of year. Not everyone has the time to take off or wants to take this time off. And so just move through it, move with that ease, move with that grace. And yeah, I don't know. I guess like just remember that we're really all out here doing our best. One metaphor that might be useful to you at this time. And this is the metaphor that I promised was I'm coming earlier in the episode, but on Friday, you know, Mars is moving into Sagittarius and squaring Saturn that's happening at 3 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So all of Friday, there is this tension between the malefics. Saturn is desiring discipline in the Piscean waters of worship, devotion, consciousness, art, but also disassociation from reality and addiction. Mars 
in Sagittarius wants to push energy out in all directions. And what this was making me think of is I recently finished watching um, Avatar The Last Airbender. And if you've seen the series and you know exactly what I'm talking about, and if you haven't, then I definitely recommend watching it, although I am about to spoil the ending of the series. And so listen with that in mind. But in the last in like the final like finale episode, um, it's an hour and like a half long. They they merge four different episodes together into these like you know four parts. And at the very end of it, Avatar Aang is fighting Fire Lord Ozai. So Avatar Aang here is Saturn in Pisces. He's somehow this very old, um, you know, Saturnian archetype. But at the same time, like very young in spirit, you know, he was frozen for a hundred years. And now he's like this preteen that actually has like all of this like ancient wisdom because of the time he spent growing up in a monastery with monks. And he also throughout the series has met with gurus and has had all these like soul evolutions. And at the end of the episode or at the end of the series, he meets a lion turtle who teaches him how to energy bend. And if you think about Reiki healing and other forms of energy bending or studies of energetics through a spiritual lens. And that's very Piscean, right? And the mastery of this is Saturnian. But that means that Mars and Sagittarius would be Fire Lord Ozai. And he is this super mega, you know, like narcissistic, um, like all about himself and his power uh, archetype. And he's very aggressive and is, you know, has this massive war and just like wants to burn everything to the ground. And he uses Sozin's comet to kind of fuel himself, which you could see with Mars coming this close to the sun and Sagittarius is using this as a way to make himself more powerful. And so this fire Lord is battling this preteen. And this could be seen as, you know, Mars in Sagittarius squaring and battling off with Saturn in Pisces. But what you'll see is that, the strong will, discipline, and spiritual code will best the hot-headed narcissist. It's just out to burn everything in all directions. No matter how powerful they are, it's that Saturnian wisdom of going through the first degree of Pisces once before. And this could be, you know, akin to Avatar Aang being able to like connect with his past lives and move into that Avatar state and having that universal and cosmic perspective that brings an air of wisdom to the situation that Mars and Sagittarius just may not have especially because this is Mars's first time visiting that zero degrees and Saturn's been there before. Saturn has already spent some time here and been through a retrograde cycle. So I feel like the moon is going to be in a more, mm, sorry, not the moon that Saturn is going to be in a more um, mature or refined state of mind. It's being able to look at it with eons of experience um, as opposed to Mars energy, which is a bit more, um, yeah, just like spontaneous, raw, naive, especially with that Sagittarian of maybe just like boldly moving forward without totally having a plan. The moon has crossed over the north node, forming a trine with Mercury. And so also on Friday, there is just this like um, you know, some of the intensity that's coming in is going to be activating this fiery area of like striving of like, you know, I want the independence. I want you to see me for who I am now. Um, you know, I want to feel this congruency with purpose or with alignment with the truth 
as I understand it. And I want that to be communicated out. But again, this is just already a tense day. So it's just important to be mindful of how you're managing not only the fire, but the emotional gate of Saturn and Pisces as well. During this day, the moon will move into the sign of Taurus and the added earth could cool down some of the fire. On Saturday, the exalted moon in Taurus will be conjunct Jupiter. And so this could be a really good day to feed those creature comforts. You'll have some desire for the sensual pleasures, for relaxation, for really tending to whatever needs to be tended to. I have Taurus in my fourth house, right, as an Aquarius rising. And so this is the day that I'm traveling home. And so it's very fitting that I'll be traveling to feel some respite after being on vacation and being with my parents, my grandpa. I mean, you know, more of those fourth house themes, but, you know, I'm having to travel to go have that time with them. And so for me, it'll be coming back to my space, coming back to the clarity of what is my home and um, you know, what immediate family means for me now uh, versus, you know, who I am and those roles that I play when I'm with my siblings or with my parents. Okay, so let's talk about this Mars square Saturn aspect for the rising signs who got the most votes on my Instagram story. And the winning rising sign set by element is... The fire signs. The fire signs took it. There was a lot of Sagittarius showing up on my Instagram stories. And so at the time I'm recording this episode and with the responses that have come in thus far on the opportunity to put in and vote for what rising signs you wanted featured, we're going to go with the fire signs. So let's start with Aries rising. You're going to have Saturn in your 12th house squaring Mars in your 9th house. So for an Aries rising, this is going to be the intensity of what you believe, what your moral code or philosophy of life is and how that guides you, how you feel driven and passionate to uh, put energy into expressing that commitment or that belief and that being challenged by your actual spirituality your actual belief system. This might be the challenge between going into a cathedral to experience or observe a religious thing versus having a belief that that's performative and unaligned. Um, it could also be, uh, you know, the tension between attending an AA meeting, but wanting to go out partying or, you know, challenging that like commitment to sobriety um, for whatever reason, it's with the holidays, it's hard, it's sad, or your friends are out doing it. And there's, you know, that relationship there. Um, so think about which one is going to be the one that wins. You have two wolves inside you, Aries rising. Um, is it going to be the light that guides you forward? Or is it going to be the fear and the limiting beliefs that keep you back? Something to be mindful of is that you've had Neptune moving through your 12th house. And so you've been really moving through and experiencing waves of grief and emotion, especially as it comes to your relationship to loss, grief, mourning, addiction, and isolation. And so this is where you have more well, at the time right now, you feel like you maybe have more experience there. And this could help you keep commitments to um, you know, spiritual beliefs that you've been 
working on or you know exploring or experimenting with but this could also maybe be that event where you formalize a bad habit or something that's actually not contributing to um, your most beneficial or optimistic or opportunistic lifestyle Leo rising where this differs for you is that you have Mars moving into your fifth house it's Sagittarius so your energy for play for creation for self-expression for leisure for gambling for romance um, is being activated by Mars and this will be more of an emphasis for you you could feel um, a higher sex drive you could be feeling more adventurous or flirtatious you could also just be feeling wildly creative right now. Like, are you thinking about starting a business or launching something new or creating a new product suite? Um, what are you wanting to create and put out into the world? That's being challenged right now by Saturn in Pisces in your eighth whole sign house. Are you worried about the investment? Are you concerned with the cost implications? Do you have a fear of being seen and ostracized? Do you feel like you have the resources necessary? Do you feel like people will want to invest in you or invest in your expertise? The challenge here is maybe you have a really, really good idea, but if you don't have the means to support it and to nourish it, then it may not get off the ground and it may not be a success. So be mindful of the actual investment required to lift this off of the ground. Similarly, you might have a lot of really good ideas, but again, if you can't focus, if you can't communicate its value, then no matter how hard you work on its creation, it may never be visible. For Sagittarius rising, Mars is moving into your first house, so you're really focused on yourself right now. And that's probably for the best. It's your season after all. And so what are you doing to your physical image? What are you doing for your vitality? What are you doing to um, reinforce and ignite your worldview and what you believe is meaningful, possible, worthwhile, and exciting about yourself? And how does that conflict with your family of origin, with your ancestry, or with your home? I'm thinking of a very specific Sagittarius rising I know right now that is spending time traveling overseas. And we were talking about how this is so interesting having made this decision with Saturn moving through the fourth house and kind of saying see you later to the U.S. as they moved on and are exploring uh, other lands, right? This seems like a very Sagittarian thing to do. And I'm wondering, like, what have you learned about yourself now? And how does that change your perception to your homeland or to your origin? And if it's not to the actual country or continent, then it might also be the belief system that you were raised with, right? Pisces and Jupiter are both very divine and godlike and worshiping signs, you know, like ruled by Jupiter um, and we think about, you know, what are the beliefs that were given to us? What were the values that we inherited? As well as, you know, the actual DNA that lives through us. What is our relationship to our ancestry? 
And how does that influence or impact or challenge the way that we show up now? An example of this is perhaps having ancestors that were extremely orthodox and you might be more willing to test the boundaries or break the rules. Um, but what does this mean for your relationship with your ancestors? And if that's coming up for you, Sagittarius Risings listening, and you're feeling called to do some ancestor work right now, then I want to refer you to my previous episodes featuring Lex Ritchie, talking all things ancestry, empowerment, especially building relationships with um, ancestors or avoiding relationships with ancestors who did share opposite belief systems or challenging belief systems or engaged in belief practice or activity, which is harmful to us and helping to rewrite those stories of maybe like our legacy, which has been previously marginalized or forced to keep quiet. Pisces has this relationship with abuse or lack of autonomy. And so if this is coming up for you with your ancestors, and right now might be a really awesome time to access some of Lex's resources. You can find those in the show notes of previous episodes with Lex, and you can also find them on Instagram. Um, I love recommending their work. Okay. Well, team, that's it for this week's episode for this week's staff meeting. Make sure to join me next week as we'll be talking about the full moon in Gemini, the first day of December and Mercury moving into Capricorn, which is going to be pretty important because that is where Mercury will be experiencing its final retrograde cycle in 2023. So thank you for joining me. If you are an entrepreneur, a corporate witch, a witch at work or a witch with a passion for personal and professional development. I record these episodes every single week for you. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you like what I'm doing here, it'd mean a lot if you would subscribe to the podcast, turn on notifications and share an episode with one of your friends or someone that you think would benefit from listening to this material. Until next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. Before we wrap up this mystical journey, I would invite you to share your feedback on the episode and leave a rating for the Corporate Coven podcast. If you found value in this content, share it with another witch at work. With over 100 episodes, there is a lot more cosmic career advice to be explored. Until next time, may your ventures be guided by the stars and may you remember that you hold the power to manifest the extraordinary. I'll see you in the next episode.